This is Big Business with Sarah. This podcast guides you to finding what you desire most in life and business. Because running a business is very much about your personal development. In this podcast, I'm sharing what my clients ask me and how I help them. Thanks for joining. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Big Business with Sarah, the podcast for solopreneurs who are seeking to level up their businesses and take control of their entrepreneurial journey and also have a great life. I'm your host, Sarah, and today we have a top topic that is actually often overlooked, but incredibly essential for growth and efficiency of your solopreneur venture. So standard operating procedures or SOPs and how it's actually changing my clients' lives. So one of my clients has a brick and mortar practice and hires freelancers to help her in her business. And one of her main challenges is not to find clients because she has plenty. Everyone wants to work with her, but to actually streamline her business and to give the tools to her team to work on their own and without having her uh, to explain every step of the way. So we spoke about this and we figured out that it's time for her to start delegating. And uh, this sounds easier than it looks and because delegating means trusting. And one way to learn how to trust is to be super prepared in order to delegate and of course to trust, but also to be very prepared yourself. Some leaders just pass tasks off uh, to their staff and I think that's really bad. I've seen it a lot in businesses that I worked with as an interim manager. And now that you're listening to this podcast, you never will make that mistake. (laughs) So if you're thinking, yes, but Sarah, I do not have a team, then you can also apply this to your accountant, your maybe photographer, if you're doing a photo shoot, your designer, your uh, virtual assistant, etc., and having a few standard operating procedures procedures is just for yourself is actually a very good idea. Meanwhile, I'm really blinking because I have something in my eye. So you're seeing this on YouTube um, uh, and I'm a little bit distracted. Uh, so uh, you're really, you, you can also uh, do this for yourself. Uh, so don't think about uh, that you don't have to, um, you, you know, the thing is with standard operating procedures is that they're standardized and that you don't have to always think about, you know, every step of the way. So for in, instance, client onboarding, you know, if you're looking at your procedure, you know, okay, step one, two, three, and it's very easy. So we're going to talk about that later. So how to be... S- Um, so these are really steps, sorry, that you're taking naturally taking in your business, but which can be standardized. That's what standard operating procedures are. And it's actually a little bit like the assembly line of Henry Ford, which he invented, uh, you know, when the car emerged in our, in our lives. And you can say what you want about this man, obviously, but the way he looked at business and productivity actually still really matters today in how you can spend less time in your business and more time on your business. So 
A few reasons why you should consider um, implementing SOPs, um, even if you're alone in your business. I'm going to name three. So the first one is to have to be consistent and to uh, have quality, to to show quality to your clients. Um, so really every task and process is really executed consistently. And, uh, you know, whether it's dealing with clients, handling administrative tasks, creating content, having a standardized approach ensures that your business is represented in the best possible light. And it also makes for you that your mood does not influence the outcome. And this is so important, right? So um, people come to me saying, I don't want to work, you know, with, or I don't want to standardize everything, or I don't want to use the computer too much or systems too much. But actually, um, what you're saying is that you want um, you want this to be depending on your emotions. And I think, yeah, your emotions really matter. But in your business, they can be um, quite annoying because sometimes, you know, it can be that you're feeling a little bit bad and um, and then it doesn't um, it doesn't happen. So um, having that um, SOP really also helps you to to be consistent in your quality towards your clients, but also towards yourself. So the second reason why you should consider this is that it's uh, allowing for time and resource efficiency. So it really allows you to streamline your workflow, SOPs, saving time and effort, spend on, you know, figuring out how to perform routine tasks repeatedly. So by having very clear step-by-step instructions at your disposal, you can focus on scaling your business, exploring new opportunities, or taking some well-deserved time off. So there's really a lot of reasons to really consider that, you know, And not always, for instance, in my client's case, not always having to uh, give instructions to her her team, her freelance team, you know, because everybody knows what they're doing and it's so much easier. The third reason is because that it's um, scalability and delegation. That's what it makes uh, sure of. So while you may be a solopreneur now, your business could grow beyond what you can handle alone. So SOPs lay the groundwork for easy delegation when the time comes to hire or help or outsource tasks. So this tip is very much for people who are, you know, not having a team yet. Um, So it empowers you really to expand your business without sacrificing quality or control. I'm not saying that if you're growing your business, you should have a team. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I think... You know, you can really build a seven-figure p- business without any other people. Um, but the thing is, if you want that, you know, if you would like to have a team, then really having uh, these procedures are going to be very necessary. So now that we spoke about why SOPs are essential for your solopreneur business, let's move on to the exciting part, creating your very first SOP. So I have a three-step plan to get you started. So step one is to identify your critical processes. Begin by listing the critical processes and tasks that are integral to your business. These could include client onboarding, content creation, social media management, financial tracking, or any other activities that you frequently perform. 
And by focusing on the most vital aspects of your business, you ensure that your SOPs have an immediate impact on your efficiency. So really look at the tasks that you're doing, you know, for instance, daily, um, and that you always have to kind of find a uh, inspiration for or whatever. So for instance, if it's content creation, um, try consider having, I don't know, um, uh, 10 templates, which you can use to... Um, to create your content. So for instance, my newsletter, which comes out every Thursday morning, you can subscribe through uh, the link in the show notes, uh, every Thursday morning actually has a template. And, and that template allows me to write my newsletter really depending on the topic also and, you know, how many uh, examples I want to use and how many pictures I want to place and everything. But, uh, you know, it doesn't take me more than 45 minutes to write my newsletter. I believe that um, I think that's a great standard uh, because it's if it's taking more time than 45 minutes, then probably you're not talking about things that are really your, you know, confirming your expert status. But that's a different, different, <laughs> different topic. But thanks to that template, you know, so I'm actually I'm ans answering. So, you know, I'm having a template in, you know, it, it, I'm using ConvertKit currently for my email. So my template, you know, you can have different email templates. So I have different email templates for everything that I'm, you know, I'm talking about. So I have a template for my weekly newsletter. I have a template for my big business mastermind, big business club. Um, you know, all my other programs, motivation mindset, big business, like big life, everything. Um and in those templates, I'm writing down questions. So that's the template. And I'm answering those questions in the email. So, right, so you have a template. And then, you know, once you're starting you know, a broadcast, uh, when you're creating a new one, um, yeah, the, the questions are there. And the only thing I have to do is answer them. So that, for me, is really a, a, a standard operating procedure, which I'm using for... I think since October last year. So already almost a year and it's really, really helped me. So I went from two hours to 45 minutes every week. So, you know, that's nice. One hour and a quarter that, yeah, I, I decided not to work anymore. <laughs> uh, so taking that time off. So just to show you, right, so what an SOP can do. So, uh, Second step. So the first step was identifying your critical processes, right? So things that you're doing a lot. So for instance, my weekly newsletter, this podcast, uh, for me, uh, content creation on social media, um, uh, what else are, are, you know, client onboarding. I have a, I have a, a process for that. Um, well, actually, a, a lot of things. Um, and whilst I'm saying this, I'm thinking, oh, I should process uh, or, uh, yes, uh, standardize so much more. But, yeah, I, I'm coming back to that later in, my, in the third part of this podcast. So, second step, document the steps methodically. So, once you have, um, you know, the critical process, break down each critical process into clear and specific steps. So you can use simple bullet points, flow charge or charts, or, and this is what my client is going to do. She's going to screen record to document the process. And so we spoke about this, you know, she wanted to, because I'm using Loom for my clients, right? So if I'm re uh, reviewing a document or website or whatever, I'm using, um, 
and screen uh, capture, uh, screen capture uh, app, which is called Loom. It costs, for me, it costs $10 a month. Uh, you know, I have a certain plan. Um, and, you know, it really allows me to give, you know, feedback in a great way. And of course, she saw that. And then she said, yeah, I actually want to do that too with my team. I want to create those processes. And then, you know, we spoke about it uh, yesterday, actually. And uh, we spoke about it. And then I said, okay, you know what? So you're going to do the loom, you know, you're going to create a loom on a process. And then you're going to send it to your uh, team. And then you're going to ask one team member to write it out, you know, write, write down what, um, you know, the, the steps are that you're talking about. And then you can check it again. And then it's a process and then it's done. So be as details, details is a great idea, right? I'm, I was really, really proud of that advice. <laughs> so, and also, you know, when, when you're, you know, giving that task to a teammate, um, it's really also, you know, that you're always getting, you know, you're learning more from, uh, from writing something down, you know, not just listening to something, you know, that's you know, 10% that you're learning when you're writing it down is 30%. And when you're teaching it, it's 80%, something like that. I don't remember the, the exact uh, percentages, but you know, so it's also very beneficial to, uh, this specific person and you give it to, to anyone really. So be as detailed as possible, especially for tasks that involve multiple steps or uh, technical nuances, which is really the case uh, with her. So remember, the aim is to make these SOPs easily understandable for anyone who might need to follow them in the future. So for instance, she's working with freelancers right now. Yes, she is investing in, in, in the team. You know, she really wants them to be a part of her business. But you know what? Maybe one of those freelancers is going to move to South Africa. And then what does she have to do? What, what she has to do for a new freelancer is to just give, um, you know, um, all of her uh, SOPs and say, okay, have a look at this. This is how we run things. And that is just such a nice way to, um, to work. The third step is, and this is really something you shouldn't forget, um, to test and refine. So, you know, before you consider your SOP complete, uh, take the time to test them out yourself. You know, see if the steps are, are correct. Walk through each procedure, ensuring that the uh, instructions are accurate and comprehensive. And you really might identify gaps or points that need improvement during this testing phase. And also be open to feedback and refine your uh, SOPs accordingly. And um, so also, you know, ask your, in her case, ask your team members whether or not they understand it. And if they can, maybe, maybe they want to create a loom on, you know, their process. And then you're just checking, you know, not to check, you know, like someone who, who is checking everything, but, you know, just for the first or the second or the third time, seeing if it really works and, um, yeah, and double checking if there maybe needs to be changes or maybe, you know, you need to purchase a new program for them because uh, XYZ doesn't work. You know, be very open to that feedback. So, uh, yeah, that was it really. And so I want to invite you today to take some time this week to identify your critical processes, document them met methodically, um, and test your SOPs for a more efficient and sustainable business. Have fun giving yourself some more time off. And now it's time for one of your questions. 
So a question from the audience was coming in uh, through a DM asking uh, that they want to improve the promotion of other projects or events uh, within their business and also get more corporate assignments. And, uh, and she felt like her current branding doesn't really cover, like her name, the name of her brand doesn't really cover what, uh, what her business is about or what, what she wants. So she asked, you know, what is better? Three, three suggestions, um, to keep her brand name the same, but slightly revamped and maybe made a little bit edgier, um, Second option is use a different name and logo branding, but a bit more generic or something else. And so my own answer to her was honest or is honestly um, that I believe branding in your business is very important, but your client does not really care what your business name is you know for instance my business name is bureau svb it's not sarah big business it's not sarah birkenkamp but actually not many people know this so i mean i would probably change it at some point you know maybe in three years time but right now bureau svb is just fine you know and svb being my initials sarah big business but also sarah big birkenkamp which is my name so um that's no coincidence <laughs> In case you were wondering, so um, I think branding is very important. You know, if you're selling products, you know, with the name on it, you know, if if it's very much about you know the look and appearance and everything, you know, for instance, if you're selling, uh, for instance, the brand Clay and Glow, it's a it's a very nice um, Dutch brand, and you know, it, it's all about stuff that you're you know putting in your bathroom, and um, yeah, it, it has to look nice. So the people who want to work with you um, don't really care about your business name. So trust that and do not let anybody tell you otherwise. Bring in those sales and a more specific approach to your ideal clients. And you will know at some point what your branding and your name should be. Do the work first and then revamp. Now I have a question for you. My question for you today is, do you have a SOP? Is it time to create your first one today? And imagine all the time which comes your way if you take a little bit time to figure this out. And imagine if you created one SOP a week, you know, considering if you're taking holidays off, that's 40 SOPs a year. And wow, look at the time that you will get for free. Imagine, you know, m me having my newsletter from two hours to 45 minutes each week, you know, creating that template, which took me one, two hours. And, you know, how much time I'm actually saving every week uh, because I install, installed that SOP. You can still sign up for my free masterclass, Art Profit, where I will be sharing additional tips in how to grow your income as an artist or a photographer or a designer. And it's going to be so, so good. I cannot wait to share my method. It's on Tuesday, August 29th, 8 p.m. Amsterdam time. And you can subscribe through bureauswb.com slash art profit. Thank you for listening and hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to Big Business with Sarah. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. 
If you're ready for your next step in business, you can find out how to work with me in the show notes. Do not forget to submit your coaching question for one of my next episodes. Have a happy day.